Chapter 5 Morphology of Flowering Plants Before we start, let's look at the topics that we have to cover. 5.1 The Root 5.2 The Stem 5.3 The Leaf 5.4 The Inflorescence 5.5 The Flower 5.6 The Fruit 5.7 The Seed 5.8 Semi-Technical Description of a Typical Flowering Plant 5.9 Description of some important families. Let's start. The wide range in the structure of higher plants will never fail to fascinate us even though the angiosperms show such a large diversity in external structure or morphology. They are all characterized by presence of roots, stems, leaves, flowers and fruits. In chapter 2 and 3, we talked about classification of plants based on morphological and other characteristics. For any successful attempt at classification and at understanding any higher plant, or for that matter any living organism, we need to know standard technical, technical terms and standard definitions. We also need to know about the possible variations in different parts found as adaptations of the plants to their environment, example adaptations to various habitats for protection, climbing, storage, etc. If you pull out any weed, you will see that all of them have roots, stems and leaves. They may be bearing flowers and fruits. The underground part of the flowering plant is the root system while the portion above the ground root ground forms the shoot system. Figure 5.1 5.1 The root In majority of the dicotyledonous plants, the direct elongation of the radical leads to the formation of primary root, which grows inside the soil. It bears lateral roots of several orders that are referred to as secondary, tertiary, etc. roots. The primary roots and its branches constitute the taproot system as she is seen in the mustard plant. Figure 5.2a In monocotyledonous plants, the primary root is short-lived and is replaced by a large number of roots. These roots originate from the base of the stem and constitute the fibrous root system as seen in the wheat plant. Figure 5.2b In some plants like grass, monstera, and the banyan tree, roots arise from the parts of the plant other than the radical and are called adventitious roots. Adventitious roots. Figure 5.2c The main functions of the root system are absorbed are absorption of water and minerals from the soil providing a proper anchorage to the plant parts, storing reserve food material and synthesis of plant growth regulators. Regions of the root 5.1.1 Regions of the root The root is covered at the apex by a thimble-like structure called the root cap. It protects the tender apex of the root as it makes its way through the soil. A few millimeters above the root cap is the region of meristematic activity. The cells of this region are very small, thin-walled and with dense protoplasm. 
they divide repeatedly the cells proximal to this region undergo rapid elongation and enlargement of an enlargement and are responsible for the growth of the root in length this region is called the region of elongation the cells of the elongation zone gradually differentiate and mature hence this zone proximal to region of elongation is called the region of maturation from this region some of the epidermal cells form very fine and delicate thread like structures called root hairs these root hairs absorb water and minerals from the soil 5.1.2 modifications of root roots in some plants change their shape and structure and become modified to perform functions other than absorption and conduction of water and minerals they are modified for support storage of food and respiration figure 5.4 and figure 5.5 tap roots of carrot turnip and adventitious roots of sweet potato get swollen and store food can you give some more such examples have you ever wondered what those hanging structures that support a banyan tree are these are called prop roots similarly the stems of maize and sugarcane have supporting roots coming out of the lower nodes of the stem these are called stilt roots in some plants such as rhizophora growing in swampy areas many roots come out of the ground and grow vertically upwards such roots are called pneumatophores they help to get oxygen for respiration figure 5.5b 5.2 the stem what are the features that distinguish a stem from a root the stem is the ascending part of the axis bearing branches leaves flowers and fruits it develops from the plumule of the embryo of a germinating seed the stem bears nodes and internodes the region of the stem where leaves are born are called nodes while internodes are the portions between two nodes the stem bears buds which may be terminal or axillary stem stem is generally green when young and later often become woody and dark brown the main function of the stem is spreading out branches bearing the leaves flowers and fruits it conducts water minerals and photosynthesis some stems perform the function of storage of food support protection and of vegetative propagation 5.2.1 modifications of stem the stem may not always be typically like what they are expected to be they are modified to perform different functions figure 5.6 Underground stems of potato, ginger, turmeric, zamincan, colocasia are modified to store food in them. They are also they also act as organs of pener- 
perination to tide over conditions unfavorable for growth. Stem tendrils which develop from axillary buds are slender and spirally coiled and help plants to climb such as in guards and grapevines. Axillary buds or stems may also get modified into woody, straight and pointed thorns. Thorns are found in many plants such as citrus bougainvillea. They protect plants from browsing animals. Some plants of arid regions modify their stems into flattened, example opuntia, or fleshy cylindrical structures, example euphorbia. They contain chlorophyll and carry out photosynthesis. Underground stems of some plants such as grass and strawberry, etc., spread the new niches, spread to new niches. And when older parts die, new plants are formed. In plants like mint and jasmine, a slender lateral branch arises from the base of the main axis and after growing aerially for some time, arc downwards to touch the ground. A lateral branch with short internodes and each node bearing a rosette of leaves and a tuft of roots is found in aquatic plants like Pistia and Achornia. In banana, pineapple and chrysanthemum, the lateral branches originate from the basal and underground portion of the main stem, grow horizontally beneath the soil and then come out obliquely upward giving rise to, le to leafy shoots. 5.3 The leaf The leaf is a lateral, generally flattened structure borne on the stem. It develops at the node and bears a bud in its axil. The axillary bud later develops into a branch. Leaves originate from shoot apical medistem and arranged are arranged in an acropical order. They are the most important vegetative organs for photosynthesis. A typical leaf consists of three main parts, leaf base, petiole and lamina, figure 5.7a. The leaf is attached to the stem by the leaf base and may bear two lateral small leaf-like structures called stipules. In monocotyledons, the leaf base expands into a sheet covering the stem partially or wholly. In some leguminous plants, the leaf base may become swollen. This is why this is called the pulvinus. The petiole help hold the blade to light. Long thin flexible petioles allow leaf blades to flutter in wind, thereby cooling the leaf and bringing fresh air to leaf surface. The lamina or the leaf blade is the green expanded part of the leaf with veins and veinlets. There is usually a middle prominent vein which is known as the midrib. 
veins provide rigidity to the leaf blade and act as channels of transport for water minerals and food materials the shape margin apex surfaces and extent of incision of lamina varies in different leaves 5.3.1 venation the arrangement of veins and the veinlets in the lamina of leaf is termed as venation when the veinlets form a network the venation is termed as reticulate figure 5.7b when the veins run parallel to each other within a lamina the venation is termed as parallel figure 5.7c leaves of dicotyledonous plants generally possess reticulate venation while parallel venation is the characteristic of most monocotyledons 5.3.2 types of leaves a leaf is said to be simple when its lamina is entire or when incised the incisions do not touch the midrib when the incisions of the lamina reach up the up to the midrib breaking it into a number of leaflets the leaf is called compound a bud is present in the axil of petiole in both simple and compound leaves but not in the axil of leaflets of the compound leaf the compound leaf may be of the of two types figure 5.8 in a pinnately compound leaf a number of leaflets are present on the com- common axis called the rachis which represents the midrib of the leaf as in neem in pinnately compound leaves the leaves are attached to a common point that is at the tip of petiole as in silk cotton 5.3.3 phyllotaxy phyllotaxy is the pattern of arrangement of leaves on the stem or branch this is usually of three types alternate opposite and hold figure 5.9 in alternate type of phyllotaxy a single leaf arises at each node in alternate manner as in china rose mustard and sunflower plants in opposite type a pair of leaves arise at each node and lie opposite to each other as in calotropis and guava plants if more than two leaves arise at a node and form a whorl it is called whorled 5.3.4 modifications of leaves leaves are often modified to perform functions other than photosynthesis they are converted into tendrils for climbing as in peas or into spines for defense as in cacti figure 5.10 a b the fleshy leaves of onion and garlic store food figure 5.10 c in some plants such as australian acacia the leaves are small and short-lived the petioles in these plants expand become green and synthesize food 
leaves of certain insectivorous plants such as pitcher plant, Venus flytrap are also modified leaves. So till here we have studied about their roots, stems and leaves and their modifications.